Morning, everyone. Our title this morning is Shut Up and Listen, which is an interesting title. And um, it did make me think whether perhaps being a, a parent and a teacher, perhaps this was why I was given this one, I might use the phrase a fair bit. Um, I, I don't, as a matter of fact. Um, or maybe as a, as a husband, um, I might be able to identify with just how good at listening we men really are. Um, I also couldn't help wondering if it was anything to do with the fact there was a church forum following. Um, that so, so many of these things passed through my mind. I thought, no, it is more simple than that. Um, and I think it is just the passage. Our world at the moment does seem so full of trouble. Um, even our own nation is, is not avoiding this. We can't look at other nations and see troubles. And so another thought that came to me was, is this passage about the transfiguration of Christ, an amazing, glorious, spiritual revelation, is that really something that can speak into our troubled world today? Well, I think it is. And we can continue our series looking at and learning from the life of Peter, who was one of the first followers of Jesus Christ. A couple of weeks ago, um, we looked at Peter walking on the water. Last week, we heard how he had an amazing revelation and was able to recognise just who Jesus was, the Messiah, the chosen one of God. And the one who'd been sent to rescue and rule over the Jewish people. And this morning we're going to look at how Peter responds to a display of glory and a direct communication from God. But I think the background to this passage is absolutely crucial. Because um, without it, it just seems a bit weird and almost unnecessary and why on earth is this happening so um, let me try to paint a bit of a backdrop to what's going on here you may remember from last week that Jesus had performed several amazing feats in public and people were beginning to get interested and to hear about him and if, if you like in today's kind of terms we might say he was starting to get this celebrity kind of thing going and people were starting to say oh what's going on here perhaps if they had Twitter they'd have been perhaps tweeting a few things around so there was a bit of that going on it was just starting the political leader Herod he was kind of mildly interested but he had more important things on his plate the Romans um The spiritual leaders, well, they made their point very clear. They were just opposed to Jesus. That was it. As far as as they were concerned, he was an enemy, a disruption. But the people, well, they saw the miracles and they recognised something in Jesus. But it was only Peter and a few other disciples that actually saw Jesus as the Messiah. 
And even they didn't really understand how this would all work out. So as we come to read this passage, it's worth remembering that it's only Jesus himself that understands who he is and what must happen. No one else does. And Luke records this account um, as starting with prayer. This is a little aside. I actually look back over the last two events we've looked at in Luke, and each of those three accounts, our last two plus this one, start with Luke saying, there's a time of prayer initially. Interesting. Let's turn to um, Luke 9. And we're going to start to read from verse 28. I think that's page 1040. So this is Luke's account of what is commonly called the transfiguration. About eight days after Jesus had said this, that's our previous uh, account from last week, the confession of Christ by Peter. He took Peter, John and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendour talking with Jesus and they spoke about his departure which he was about to bring to fulfilment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy. But when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters. One for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared And enveloped them. And they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and told no one at that time what they had seen. Well, there's a huge amount going on here. Um, It might even be possible to write a whole book on this. But our focus is Peter. We're trying to learn from his experiences and follow Jesus closely as he did. So what happens first? Well, Peter's called along to pray with a few friends. He's not called to witness some amazing event. He's called to pray. But he was glad he went to that prayer meeting because it turns out to be no ordinary occasion. And Jesus is transfigured before them. And then Moses and Elijah appear and they start having a chat. It's pretty strange, this. But what Peter, James, and John are witnessing is an amazing display of the glory. And splendour 
of who Jesus really is. But it's not just about who he is and his glory and his power, because there's a conversation as well. This display is put on by God for their benefit. This isn't for the benefit of Jesus, this transfiguration. It's for the benefit of Peter, James and John. It's for their encouragement. And it's important that the disciples see Moses and Elijah. The law that they've been following and the prophets that they've looked to are represented by Moses and Elijah. Jesus isn't a kind of weird something new that rubbishes everything they've done before. No. Jesus is the fulfilment of everything they've known through their Jewish background. So Peter can be absolutely sure that the God he worshipped as a child is the God who sends Jesus. And then the disciples hear this conversation, and it's about the departure of Jesus. Now they don't recognise or realise what's going to happen, but it's just starting to be revealed. They're seeing amazing glory now, but later on, there won't be bright lights, there won't be heroic figures walking around, there won't be great voices in clouds to them. There'll be beatings and death and hiding away in rooms, suffering. So what's Peter's reaction? Well, essentially, I think it it comes down to this. Hey, this is a really good event. Um, Let's have a good time together. Let's, let's, Let's get everyone to stay. Perhaps a strange response to God's glory and what's starting to be revealed. But we have the benefit of hindsight, don't we? So it's easy for us to say that. So let's take Peter's offer as a genuine one of wanting to do something and be something useful. Do something that is good for God. Remember, this display is for his benefit. But he's trying to now give something back. But God breaks in on that and there's a cloud and there's fear. And God speaks to them. It's an affirmation of who Jesus is and what they should do. Jesus is God's son and God is pleased with him. And they should listen to him. Listening's hard. I'm going to try a little experiment. Um, I'd like you to pair up or get into threes and at the same time you're just going to have 30 seconds to talk about your last 24 hours don't mind what you say it could be what you had to eat what you went and did anything All right, 30 seconds to say that to someone near to you at the same time as they say it to you All right. So I'll, I'll count you down. So if you get with a part, and three, two, one, go.
Okay, I think that's time up. Did anyone manage to keep on talking for the whole about 30 seconds? Did anyone hear what the other person said? (laughs) Did anyone hear something, anything, just a little snippet of what the other person said? Yeah. Would anyone say that they listened to what the other person said? Can you listen and speak at the same time? It's difficult. Listening is not easy. Hearing's okay. We can hear things. Listening's difficult. And this command comes at an absolutely crucial time because there's a bit of a a change here in Luke. Um, it's, It's commonly considered this chapter to be a turning point. And Chris mentioned that last week. There's a turning point. And from here on, we see a bit less of the demonstrations and people finding out by miracles and events that Jesus is the Lord, the Messiah, and it's a bit more by his teachings. And so the command to listen um, is vital because Peter is going to need to learn from what Jesus says. And we've seen now twice in two consecutive passages that Peter's blurted out something inappropriate and now he's commanded to listen. But Peter did actually reflect on this experience and we can read something of it in 2 Peter. Um, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verses 16 to 18. Says this. Peter's um, writing in order to, I suppose, explain a bit about the prophecies uh, and the identity of Jesus. And he says, We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honour and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. So Peter does have a recollection of what went on here, but it's all about the glory of God and how through the voice... He hears that God is cho- has chosen Jesus. It's not about Moses and Elijah. It's not about the talking. It's not about putting up shelters. It's the glory and the voice that Peter recalls as important here. So what can we learn from Peter through all this? Well, Peter wanted to follow Jesus. So I guess the question is, do we? To you. Well, maybe that's a decision that you haven't come to yet. Maybe you're still not sure who Jesus is. Maybe you're not yet convinced. Well, why not investigate further? Perhaps pray and take that invitation and pray. See what happens. See if God, through his Holy Spirit, reveals something to you about who Jesus is. Ask, question, search, pray. 
I'd urge you to do this because Jesus teaches that recognising who he is is a matter of life and death. It's crucial for our eternal well-being. It's a vital point, recognising Jesus. What if we've already decided, yes, I want to follow Jesus, I recognise who he is. What can we learn from Peter here? Well, I think at first glance, my temptation certainly is to think, well, it's all right for Peter. You know, he's seen Moses and Elijah up on the mountain. He's heard a, an amazing voice and seen this great cloud. And Well, perhaps you haven't had that same experience. In fact, I'm pretty sure you haven't, or it would have been in face-to-face, probably. <laughs> but perhaps you've had a different one. But this statement from the voice of God is important, I think, for all disciples for all time. It effectively says to me and to you, Jesus is God's son. And we should listen to him. This might be at a time when we want to do something or pray something or even serve God in some way. But the priority seems to be, stop, listen. If we don't listen, we can't really be obedient. If we don't listen, we can't really understand. If we don't listen, why pray? And if we won't listen, well, why study God's word? Listening is more proactive than hearing. We need to do it. There's a difference in intention. Perhaps the biggest challenge for us is who are we listening to? Ourselves? The media? Our friends? Advertising? Culture? What fills our hearts and minds? is highly likely to affect our hearing. What fills our hearts and minds is highly likely to affect our hearing. So it is important who we listen to, but how do we listen? Peter seemed to follow Jesus around in the next few chapters and Listen to all the parables, ask a few questions, get some good answers. Pretty straightforward for him, we might say. Why is it so hard to listen? Having thought about this, I think perhaps too much is going on around us. We do manage it, though. I wonder if you've ever had one of those deep and meaningful conversations that's either in the dark, you're sat either on the beach and it's just the stars and dark, or lying in bed, having a chat, and it's dark. Our eyes aren't really in use, nor is our body, just our lips and ears. And that can simplify things, I think. A start might be to be quiet, to actually stop. Stop talking, stop doing, stop planning, 
Stop regretting, stop worrying, just stop. Be in awe of God and his glory. Perhaps even set aside some time to listen. But I don't think we need to worry too much about that because it's not like God can't speak to us. We only need to look at this passage. Peter was interrupted and God said, stop, listen. So be ready to stop and listen. I found this book very helpful. I think I might even have mentioned it to one or two of you already. The Still Small Voice by Robert Weston. And its subtitle is A Pilgrim's Guide to Listening to the Lord. I started this book back in October, and it's only a short book, and one which I'd normally sit down and perhaps reading in, in an evening or two. But I decided this one, I would read it slowly, try and put a few things into practice as I went. So I started in October. And I got to two weeks ago when I came to think about this passage. And I was thinking, I wonder if this book is good. Should I mention it? And as I started chapter 7, there is the account of the transfiguration from Luke's Gospel. And that for me was a confirmation that even over all these months, the timing was, it's now You're about to read something related to the transfiguration in preparation for this. So I'd highly recommend this. I managed to get uh, my copy for about £1.20 off of eBay. The Still Small Voice, Robert Weston. So as we finish, I'd like us to turn to a verse which is both an encouragement and will enable us to confirm who we are in Christ. Let's turn to John chapter 10. I'm going to read a couple of verses, 27 to 29. And then we're going to have a response time. Um, if people who are on the prayer ministry for today um, would like to come and uh, sit in in this part of the church and then we're going to have a time of silence and if you want particular prayer you can come forward and have prayer but we're just going to be still and listen uh, as I've read this well after I've read this so John 10 27 My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. 